New Year's Death is an actual play podcast of Vampire the Masquerade by True Dice. It contains adult content, including but not limited to graphic violence, drug use, and body horror. We have clear role-playing boundaries and safety tools in place at our table. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, creatures of the night. You're listening to True Dice, an actual play podcast where we explore the dark embrace of gothic horror. My name is Adam Sabbath. My pronouns are they, them, and I'll be your storyteller for our chronicle of Vampire the Masquerade, New Year's Death. I'm joined at the table tonight by three talented humans. Please, go ahead and introduce yourself and the character you'll be playing. Hello, my name is Dina Marie, and I will be playing Amelie Von Steen, whose pronouns are she, her, and so are mine. Hi, my name is Don McCormick. I'm going to be playing Leonardo Jacobs, but you can call me LJ. Mine, as well as LJ's pronouns, are he, him. Hi, I'm Alex Holtman. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm playing Quinn Pierce, and Quinn's pronouns are they, she. Now, without further ado, let's sink our fangs into episode one of New Year's Death. New Year, new me. Big, a green filtered sunset through a train window the most beautiful, cold. Cold that seeps into you and affects everything around it, winter or not. The residents of Chicago describe the city in many ways. It's the largest city in America after New York and Los Angeles. It's a city of glimmering skyscrapers and crumbling apartment buildings. It's a city full of life full of warm people who haven't given up on making the world better and working towards carving out their own slices of happiness. It's also home to cold people who profit from exploiting the vulnerable. Chicago is home to three particular people who will die tonight on New Year's Eve. We see an establishing shot of the Chicago skyline framed by the orange and gray sky about an hour from sunset. A bitter wind sends a few stray snowflakes spiraling past old skyscrapers in the loop that glitter in the dying of the light. We see the snowflakes travel east, out and over Lake Michigan, beyond the vast metropolis of Chicago, and across the state border lies the Rust Belt city of Gary, an industrial mecca reduced to a shadow of what it once was. We travel now to the southeast part of Gary, the XL Mobile Home Park, where we cut to the interior of an RV that is cluttered with a chaotic mix of laboratory equipment haphazardly strewn clothes and discarded pizza boxes. LJ awakes on his frameless mattress 
to the ever-present reek of ammonia in his domicile. He feels a sharp pain in his abdomen uh, that sort of travels up towards his throat. Mm. I'm gonna make my way over to the counter and uh, check the last supply that I made. Absolutely. Uh, as you wake up, you can sort of see, based on the sunlight uh, streaming through the windows, it's the crack of 4 p.m. Uh, as you awake after a, a night of, you know, a little bit of celebration before you turn your life around mm -hmm. with this newest batch that you have earmarked for a large-scale buyer. And as you head to the counter, you know exactly the container that you've kept it in, and you do not see it. What? Where did... Fuck, where did it go? Better not be that fucking bastard moving my shit again. I'm gonna... I'm gonna start looking around for it, like, just hastily. Just... In, like, a cold sweat. I'm gonna start moving around. Make a wits awareness roll. I've got... Three swords. Three swords, that is uh, three onks, which means three successes, uh, which is a pretty fair job of looking around. You sort of uh, throw aside old clothes, move aside some takeout containers, uh, throw a jean jacket to the side. You do like a pretty solid job of uh, tossing this mobile home, and it's not in the RV. Fuck, fuck, fuck! <sighs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta make some more shit. I gotta find it before I get the shakes again. I, I, I can't drive back like this. I need, to, I need to clear my mind. I need to... I need my shit. It's then that it hits you. Tonight, you're supposed to drop off this large batch oh, no. with uh, one of your associate's men at St. Boniface Church. I don't have enough time. In Chicago. Oh, God, I gotta start cooking now. It's at least a two-hour drive. And that's expecting no traffic, but... The party, 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 party. I gotta be there. Sundown, sundown. Fuck. Fuck. I gotta cook. If there's no, there's no other option. I can't find it. It's... You know that it's going to be very difficult, almost impossible, to match the size of that batch with the time you have. Oh, fuck. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll be forgiving. Maybe he'll give me some time. Maybe once he sees me, he'll change his mind. Maybe, maybe that's okay. Oh, fuck, I don't have that batch ready. How could I be so fucking stupid? You know it was there. You know it was on that counter. You had fuck. a little last night, sure, but you, the batch was there. Who, who would have taken it? I live in this trailer park. It's hundreds of people. I checked the locks on my door. Check the lock in your door? Yeah. Does it look broken, tampered with, or anything? I. Broken. No. Snapped. Oh, fucking hell. <sighs> you find actually the, the, the mechanism is actually on the ground in front of the trailer, torn off. I'll have to see. I'm gonna 
Someone probably saw something. Someone had to see something. Someone's awake. Someone's always awake. Someone sees something. I'm gonna I'm gonna start going to like the immediate ones in the area. And start asking, you know, did you see someone? Did you see some sort of figure? Did you hear some noises last night? Someone ripped the locks off my car. How can I not wake up? How long do you spend doing this? It's I can't match this load. I an hour. An hour. I'm spending an hour because an hour passes. Talk to your neighbors. Some more reluctant than others to speak with you. Make a persuasion plus charisma roll to try to get information out of your neighbors. Mm -hmm. It's a mix of more mobile Arby's and uh, sedentary mobile homes. More sedentary mobile homes here. I've got two onks. Two successes. You ask around, mixed responses from your neighbors. Mm -hmm. You have to press a little sometimes and wear on people's patience. Mm -hmm. But even then, no one's seen anything. Damn it. Maybe, maybe, maybe if I find some of my old connections, if I, if I go back to the city, maybe I can find some people, maybe... Who, who can I call? Who can I call? Who, who could help me? Who could help me? They're, they promised if I, if I don't have this shit, they're going to fucking kill me. Who to call? That's the first thing on my mind. Who could I call? <sighs> Fuck, I didn't Who can you call? Away. You've... LJ has alienated most of his friends, mm -hmm. family, and acquaintances. It's not a really long list of people who call for him. You always call Jacob. Jacob is the one that you owe this badge to. Maybe, maybe if I talk to him, maybe he'll give me more time. <laughs> It's best if he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. I won't tell him. He won't know, and I'll go to the party. And when I get there, I'll just tell him someone stole the load from me. He'll understand. He can help me make ends meet, and I, I, if I, I don't care if I have to work in a fucking sweatshop. I, I don't have the resources here. I can't get the resources here. I don't even have the money to get them. And there ain't no way in hell that I could steal that shit by myself. I'm gonna drive to Chicago. Oh. Do I have even enough gas in my car to make it to Chicago? Mercifully, you do. A small mercy that fate has dealt you. Oh my god. Enough for a one way trip. I'm gonna fucking die. But I'm pretty much dead already. All right, I'm gonna get in the RV. I'm gonna drive to Chicago, see if I can't figure something out. The scene shifts as time passes and the sun sinks lower and lower beneath the horizon of the gray winter sky and vanishes entirely. The smooth growl of a powerful machine fills the air as a black 1970 Porsche 911 
cruises down Lakeshore Drive towards Hyde Park. The beautiful vintage car is caught between the vastness of Lake Michigan and the glittering dark towers of downtown Chicago, which casts the reflections of its light onto the lake itself. The car weaves through evening traffic with a grace that speaks volumes about the skill of its driver, maintaining a high speed on its journey towards an apartment near the University of Chicago. Dina, please describe the driver who is the lone occupant of the vehicle. Uh, so Amelie, she is uh, currently in her school uniform still, but uh, she has it tailored to be a little bit shorter for today. She has her hair split into two parts, uh, long black straight hair, um, and it's braided down at the bottom. And she has a quite stoic face. She looks young, but very mature for her age. It's about 7.30 when Amelie reaches the high-rise apartment building across from the campus of the University of Chicago in fairly impressive time. The apartment complex is a minimalist monolith of modern architecture with crown capital real estate and investments lettered on the side in a bland font that stands in contrast to the university across the street, which resembles a sprawling Gothic castle. You park in the adjacent garage and enter the lobby, which has expensive-looking, if a little bit uncomfortable-looking, hard furniture, and a concierge in a ponytail dressed in a black suit behind a shiny black desk. She smiles with recognition as you enter. Floor 13? I simply nod. Elevator doors open. She steps inside and is able to hit the number she has pressed so many times to reach her friend's floor. The short trip up the elevator reminds you of being inside of a spotless steel sarcophagus. Uh, and then you reach the top and enter into a beige hallway with generic art on the walls. Until you come to stand in front of apartment 1304. All right, I'm going to knock on the door. Knock on the door. There's about around maybe 10 seconds before you hear the turning of a latch, the creak of a door opening, uh, and you see a tall, gorgeous woman with bright red hair peeking out from under a lavender towel on her head wearing a very sort of like furry white robe. Her face kind of scrunches up um, as she looks at you, uh, pretending to be sort of trying to figure out who you are, as she says, um, sorry, I, I think you have the wrong apartment. <clears throat> Is she not home right now? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, get in here, babe. You look great as you recognize your friend Jacqueline. 
Is that what you're wearing for tonight? No, heavens no. Just, you know, finish the makeup. Still, still putting on some final touches to the fit. You consider that makeup finished? Ooh. Uh, roll me a... Let's do charisma plus intimidation. Okay. Alright, so that's... I have three dots in intimidation, that means I roll three of these? Yeah, so it's gonna be three dots in intimidation, plus however many dots you have in charisma. Okay, so four total. Alright, so I have two blank and two onks. Jacqueline also has uh, two successes, as you do. Uh, however, as the active party, the success goes to you. Uh, so you sort of see, sort of like, kind of, whoosh, your friend sort of like withers a bit. Uh, and she goes, well, <laughs> you know, work in progress, and just enters inside. follow her inside and you see that uh, very uh, spacious apartment with pastel furnishings uh, and floor-to-ceiling windows with a balcony that overlooks the campus of U Chicago. Uh, in addition uh, to Jacqueline, you also see your friend Cassie, who is uh, seated in the process of applying some eyeshadow uh, with a sort of a, a desk-mounted mirror. Cassie is Currently, it looks like, has already put on her kind of like a neon uh, blue bobbed wig uh, with a designer metallic party dress. Oh, hey, Amelie. Uh, hello. You know I couldn't leave the house wearing something like that, so what have you got for me to wear? <laughs> uh, Jacqueline, uh, the... Uh, the, the owner of the apartment says, Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can find you something suitable to your tastes. Uh, and she sort of takes you to a very large walk-in closet uh, that must have cost extra for this apartment. Uh, and you're able to, to pick from uh, a wide range of formal wear, uh, athleisure, uh, more sort of like rave wear, uh, as well as different sort of, like, uh, autumn wear that's still left over in her closet. Alright, well, the party's going to be in a church, right? Yes, well, like, you know, it's the, uh, abandoned church and Noble Square. Alright, um, I want to pick out something that looks almost, um, a church appropriate, but might um, be layered off more as the party continues. Sure, yeah, I think I got something like that. Uh, so as she starts digging in her closet, what do you what do you wear? Um, maybe uh, along the lines of, you know, kind of uh, what like a nun would wear. So like black and white. Sure, uh, maybe yeah. some crosses. Um, but the slutty version. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, for very much, yeah. Slutty nun, sacrilegious chic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, lovely. It's a killer outfit as 
Jacqueline puts on a sort of neon green rave outfit with uh, leggings and arm sleeves that are fishnets, as well as a bright blue sort of retro 80s jacket. As you're getting ready, uh, Jacqueline says, So yeah, how was uh, Cassie? You had that thing today, right, with the alderman? Yeah, you know, it went pretty, pretty well. It was actually kind of, you know, <laughs> well, I, I guess that's politics for you. They, uh, It was like this youth center that they took us and they sat us down with like this panel of sort of like kind of looks at the both of you sort of a dramatic pause as she says I think they were gang leaders like this alderman was meeting with gang leaders to like figure out what they want <clears throat> that's quite odd and I'm going to go and maybe pour myself a pregame shot. Absolutely, absolutely. You're able to pull down. And, uh, Jacqueline has some Grey Goose with an easy reach that you're able to grab, pour yourself a shot. So who was this alderman again? Uh, Jacqueline asks Cassie. And Cassie's like, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's not like the thing that I should probably say. But, you know, between us girls, uh, it was Alderman Davis, Richard Davis, you know, the, the one who's got the new pro-school funding thing, you know, like pretty standard boilerplate DNC stuff, but, you know, it's pretty cool to sort of take a look behind the curtain. Yeah, for sure. That's like kind of like skeevy, though, isn't it? Jacqueline says. Cassie shrugs and says, hey, you know, that's politics for you. Hey, speaking of uh, kind of skeevy, Amelie, why have you been ditching us this past week? Um, I haven't caught up on my assignments. I've had to take some other lessons recently. I, I'll make up for it next week, I promise. Jacqueline says, good, we'll hold you to it. And as you take some more time to, to get ready, uh, I'd like you to roll a, roll me a manipulation plus persuasion roll to sort of see if you can sate their curiosity on, on that excuse in particular, or to see if they try to push more as you get ready for the night. One blank, one onk. One blank. One onk. All right, so it's a pretty solid routine def uh, deflection. And they know that you have occasionally had trouble with schoolwork, so they don't press further into it. But time passes, and before you know it, 10 p.m., and Jacqueline is called a Lincoln Town Car luxury sedan Uber to take you to Noble Square. As you get in, uh, Jacqueline offers to the two of you, she's got a little snuff box uh, filled with Coke. All right, well, as they say in Rome, do as the Romans do, and um, I will 
take a whiff. Absolutely. She's like, yeah, just, you know, get us started as the, the three of you. Uh, absolutely. Uh, start getting into the, the party mindset uh, as you take hits and our scene once more shifts away from this luxury sedan headed towards Noble Square to a much warmer environment than the, the street outside the apartment. The warmth of ovens and sizzling stovetops in a high-end restaurant, Shitebo. We see this imposing kitchen with a, a level of cleanliness and organization that would make an army drill sergeant's heart flutter. The sound of oil sizzling and fast-paced chopping of vegetables fills the air along with the aroma of masterful cooking. In a relatively discreet corner of that kitchen, we find Alex, if you could describe who we find there in conversation with one of the sous chefs. We find Quinn Pierce, uh, five foot five tall person um, with about shoulder length brown hair that's pulled back into a ponytail so it doesn't get into any of the food, God forbid, um, with hazel eyes and looking a little flustered. Uh, it's been a long, busy night and David fucking Minuet has been getting under their skin. The David Minuet in question is five foot four with a pencil mustache and a pristine white susha uniform. As he says, uh, once again, this brings me energy to be telling this to you, but, uh, well, we have, we've had talks before about this, this, this conduct and I am afraid that it is not sustainable. Please, please, I, I need this, I need this, I gotta, I need this job and I love this job and I'm good at this job, chef. But it is not entirely true, Queen. Uh, I am sorry, I... Your passion, I see the passion, I see how hard you work, and it is a good quality to have in the young food preparer, but I am so sorry, I do not think that Shetabel is a good fit for you. She table is the best fit for me. Please, chef, please. Please reconsider, please. I am sincerely queen, but for the good of the restaurant, I must, I must ask for your resignation or I will be forced to terminate your appointment. Oh, I... I have to resign. I, you want me to leave, but I have to resign. Okay. Okay, fine. Fine. On New Year's Eve. That's fine. It's fine. I'll find something else. I truly hope that you find somewhere suited to you 
in the coming year. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Marcy Quinn sort of packing up their, their little cubby that they have at the restaurant, changing back into their street clothes, heading out into the cold, into the dark on New Year's Eve. Oh my god. Not again. Not again. Oh my god. Oh. You know what? No. 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 David fucking Minuet. David Minuet. You don't get to do this to me. You're not going to take my my love of cooking. You're not going to take it from me. You hear that? I'm going to I'm going to come back better than ever. Get a new job. I'll find a new job. Even though um, the first two, three, this three now, didn't really work out so well. But they, some people say fourth time's a charm. So, so ha, take that, David, chef, whoever you are. I'm back, baby. I mean, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and I'll, I'll eat at that restaurant. I'll be able to afford it. I'll be the best chef. In the whole gosh darn Chicago at the very least. And and you know what? I'm going to work at Alinea. Ha! Take that, David. I'll make you eat my overpriced food. As this defiant declaration swirls into the cold and flooded flicks of snow falling from the sky. What does Quinn do next? Quinn has a lot of nervous, anxiety-like energy just swirling around right in that chest cavity right there. A little bit of a broken heart. Not going to think about it. Not going to think about it. Got to go take my mind off of it. And it's it's New Year's Eve. So there's got to be something. I mean, I can practically hear people <laughs> right down the street in that old church it's gonna I'm gonna go there a new Quinn new Quinn is gonna do that new year new Quinn new year new Quinn they start moving walking towards the sounds in the distance of an abandoned church St. Boniface Catholic Church as they walk across these still relatively well-traversed streets of Chicago at this time of the night, it's about 10 p.m. And there's a few passerbys that kind of give them a, a bit of a wider berth when they sense their intense energy at this moment. Eventually they come to a magnificent 19th century gothic church, fallen into ruin, surrounded by fences, caution tape, and construction equipment. This west side cultural landmark is currently being redeveloped into some sort of housing project, which the signs on the fences that read 
Crown Capital Real Estate and Investments imply. Tonight, it's the site of an illegal rave arranged over some brief amount of time, presumably by word of mouth, and the pulse of music, and some faint rays of light escaping the sort of fumigation canvas that has been covered, tossed over the excavated back of the church. Invites wind. We're doing this. I'm gonna go home. I wanna go home. No! No. New Quinn? Maybe. You know, you never know. Maybe there's a chef in there. Maybe I will meet someone. That's right. It's a networking opportunity. It's fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> right? That's the worst that could happen, right? Underneath a mostly torn aside section of fencing, ducks and enters the rave. It's an anti-establishment triumph of the punk spirit and an excuse to get high and mingle in an orgy of lasers, pulsing music, dancing, and fog machines. The crowd here is mainly young, hardcore ravers in their 20s, drawn by the intoxicating promise of a blasphemous celebration of the new year in an abandoned church. Despite the bleak cold of the Chicago winter, there is a copious amount of bearskin, along with some of the most stylish looking winter coats folks can muster. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. If David fucking Minuet could see me now, I mean, he's over there working. I am living. I'm living. Um, I'm feeling a little, like, alone, though. Should I talk to someone? There's a heavy throng of people. You can see a DJ booth has been mounted on an altar that is covered with graffiti as trance music fills the space. You can see that there's an atmosphere of, of celebration, of revelry, and when you catch people's eyes, they smile at you. That's okay. I don't have to talk to people. <laughs> I'm just gonna smile. Yeah, we're celebrating, uh, I mean, a new year. There's a lot to celebrate, right? Like, like a new job eventually on the horizon. Like my freaking bowling league, right? I mean, we're about to almost get to the championships. Got a couple more practices before that. But yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna dance. I'm gonna let it out. Ooh, how are my dance moves? Amelie, as you enter with your friends into this abandoned church, you see sort of like on the edge of this crowd of ravers, uh, Someone's sort of dancing, kind of all on their own. There's there's like a lot of different like groups of people grooving, but you do see uh, this one individual is the first person you meet uh, as you enter with your your friends. 
Um, Jacqueline, may, may I see your um, supply for a second? Yeah, sure thing. She hands it over to me. Um, I would like to go over to the dancer and um, whisper in her ear, I think you need this more than us. Oh. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't really, I'm not that type of person, but uh, you want to dance with me? Um, but you're here. What type of person do you think comes here? That's an excellent question. That is, you know what? You know what? That's a good question. It's New Year's Eve. You're right. And I'm a new person right now. Or I want to be. Fine. I'll, I'll take it. I'll do it. I'll do it. There's nothing wrong with it. Right, Jacqueline? No, this is the place. Not loose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Sort of cinematographically as uh, Quinn does some coke, there is uh, a cry from the, the DJ booth that someone has climbed on top of it. Uh, it's this sort of like young, hot punk with messy blonde hair and eyeliner, wearing a dangly cross earring and a spiked black jacket, combat boots, just shouts, yeah, let's fucking riot! and dives into the crowd uh, as uh, simultaneously that shot is with as you do that line and suddenly uh, the blood is pumping through Quinn's body faster, heart is pounding as yeah, the lights, the music, it's starting to, they're starting to feel it. I wanna do that. <laughs> I wanna crowd serve. How do I do that? Um, Can I just, go to pick up Quinn. Absolutely. Alright. Um, I'm going to use all my strength to kind of uh, pick up this now a looser uh, human and I'm going to use my strength to throw them into the crowd. Absolutely. Uh, I will say yeah, make a uh, no, I'll say you just I'm just going to roll for the, the crowd sort of disposition. <laughs> well, do you let me do this? You have a say against it. I let you do it. Okay. Absolutely. And you, you Quinn. The, sort of at this point, you're also in the coke. You've, you've probably taken a couple more hits as you're in the car ride. It started to wear off a little bit. So you're you're jazzed up. Adrenaline is flowing through your body. Uh, so you're able to whoosh, hoist up Quinn and sort of uh, hurl her, uh, hurl them delicately, uh, well, I should say dexterously, not necessarily delicately, Onto the crowd as Yaquin, yeah, you're surfing. You feel oh, hands yeah. moving you. As oh you sort my of god, this is gorgeous! Float across this nebulous mass of people. I feel like like a wave, man. Like a wave just moving. Oh my gosh, is that? Are these people under me or water? I am a surfer, a crowd surfer. I mean, I've never surfed before, but I think this is what it would feel like. Smiling, laughter, joy as people move you, and as you sort of, you really feel, Quinn, you are, it's a stark contrast from that moment of isolation and despair that previously had just been racking you, as you just sort of, this is probably one of the times you've most felt connected to the, the people, 
and the city of Chicago, and you just feel, you just feel so alive in this moment, and you feel that everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, it's been a rough year. I mean, no banner year for me, except for my bowling league, but <laughs> you know, this, we're all one people. We're all humans, right? We're all together. And we're on this crazy little rock in the middle of the world of the universe. And like, yeah, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be great. And it's all thanks to that person I met almost immediately. I mean, it was crazy. Like they came right up to me. I, I love that. I love everyone. I love this. I'm like a beautiful little feather. I want to disappear into the crowd before they ever get a chance to see me again. Absolutely no problem. <laughs> you and your, your, your friends sort of just melt into the group as the night kicks up. It is like 11 p.m. now, and it is full swing. New Year is just around the corner. Speaking of around the corner, uh, under the fence, as they stow the RV in a nearby sort of repair lot, hoping that they'll be able to get back to it before the owners of that lot notice LJ stumbles into the church. Describe what LJ looks like as you, you enter the space. LJ uh, is standing about 5'9". He, he's wearing some clothes. It's, it's really layered. It looks like a bunch of raggedy clothes that were put on top of each other to sort of like form one homogenous outfit. So you see a ripped up hoodie and underneath it you see sort of like a little bit of like a, some sort of shirt that's kind of in shambles underneath it. And even below that you see like glimpses of what was once probably like a white tee. Um, it's not white anymore. Um, and you see his hair is shaved down to his head and you see this big scar kind of going across the, the right side of it. Sort of like in the middle. So sort of coming from the middle of his head all the way down to like sort of the back. It looks like some sort of past trauma to his head, but his eyes are sunken into his head and his, and his cheeks are very like drawn in and it's, it's almost like he's like a skeleton, a walking skeleton. As this walking skeleton enters the church, this is bad. This was supposed to be the location of a, a meetup with one of Jacob's people. And that's where the deal was supposed to go down. There was not supposed to be a full-on rave present at this meetup. That's why the abandoned church was chosen. It's an isolated place. Not isolated at all, at all right now. What are the fucking chances? My fucking luck. Damn. Fuck, 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 fuck. Do I see Jacob? Is he here at least? A.K.A. what's awareness roll? Uh, that's three onks. Three onks. You start combing the crowd, moving around, trying to mingle. People sort of inviting you to dance, trying to get you in the spirit, but you are very much in a different headspace. My head is pounding. The lights, the noise, the music, cough a little as, as these sort <coughs> of cobbled together fog machines. <sighs> Inhale, exhale, tastes foul as you stumble through these contorting revelers. You can catch neither hide nor hair of Jake in this space. Fucking, 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 fucking bastard! 
fucking set me up for this. He fucking knew this would happen. You're Colin. supposed to meet one of his people here. And you're supposed to make the handoff tonight. But who? 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 Who would Jacob send? Is there an owl in here? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As Amelie melts into the crowd, uh, she is sort of in kind of a dance circle. It's one of those sort of dance circles that form uh, and it sort of congregates around her and the punk guy that hurled himself from the DJ booth. Oh, my face just goes bright red. Are we just in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Alright, um... Well, love, shall we give him a show? If that is your wish. I want to dance with him. Absolutely. I'm gonna wrap my arms like around his neck and let him kind of take the lead. Absolutely. Sort of wrap your arms around him, and yeah, he, he absolutely takes the lead and brings you into a very sort of sultry uh, type of dance. It's got influences a little bit of like almost like a little bit of like the energy of a waltz, but like much more free flowing. Uh, it's got kind of like. 90s goth club vibes uh, as you move around and this dance circle together as people seem to be smiling and happy and cheering you on uh, as the whole time his eyes crystal blue locked with yours uh, smiling with his white teeth Do I notice anything else about his teeth? Yeah, not really Okay. I'll say you notice that he smells a little bit of cigarettes. Just how I like him. Uh, do I see my friends in the crowd as well? Yeah, you see Jacqueline is kind of off somewhere else and Cassie is kind of like in the, the near vicinity kind of trying to keep keep eyes on the two of you trying to, you know, keep the maintain the safety. Um, I, I want to look over to to Cassie, and I want to point at the the stumbling guy I see uh, across the ways, and I'm gonna point to him, and I'm just gonna mouth, he's staring in your direction. To LJ. <laughs> Absolutely. Just kind of messing with her. Cassie follows where you're pointing, sees this uh, destitute man. And sort of you see, uh, returns back and sort of you see this look of horror on her face as she makes herself scarce <laughs> and tries to put as much distance as possible between herself and the, the man she does not know to be LJ. That's fair. Alright, I will continue to dance with uh, the stranger until someone else takes my spot in the dance circle. Absolutely. You continue to dance, uh, and it's kind of like goes longer than you think. Like people seem like pretty content uh, to to watch the two of you uh, as he sort of like um, uh, sort of leans over and whispers in your ear. Uh, not not that much like breath on it, uh, surprisingly, based on the sort of proximity. As he says, "I like your moves, love." What's your name? 
Maybe it's best we save the names for later. Well, I don't mind that at all. I love a good mystery. Best part is unwrapping it. Oh my god, she is just going to be bright red and um, kind of lead him out of the circle to a uh, corner of the church. Absolutely. Head over to the sort of corner of the church. What is your intention? Um, I I'm more than willing to follow. I have a little bit more of the cocaine, and I'm just in such a giving mood tonight. Um, I'll let him take a hit of it as well. He'll take some, absolutely. <sighs> uh, grins at her and says thanks with a wink. Now, do you want to go for a ride? Oh, you read my mind, love. Alright, I'll take his hand and um, I'll escort him outside to see if we can find... I don't have my bike on me, but maybe something similar. Absolutely. There's a, a number of cars parked in the vicinity. And he says, you got a ride around here? Um, is there one that seems running? Make a wits awareness roll. I'll say wits either awareness or investigation. Dealer's choice. Okay, I'll do awareness. Alright, I have blank and three onks. Blank and three onks. That is it's a moderate success. There's none that are running, mm -hmm. but also, you're able to find a maybe an, an uh, old van stashed Absolutely. somewhere. You're able to find actually a <laughs> sort of a, a kind of a beater SUV mm -hmm. that is unlocked. All right, I'll take him inside of that. Absolutely follows. Um, is there? It's so it's unlocked. Can I get it to start? You're sure you sort of feel around. You this isn't your first rodeo, so you sort of investigate the interior of this car and before even trying to hotwire it you do your due diligence check the also unlocked dashboard compartment feel underneath the, the sort of blinds thing and uh, take the keys from the top of the sun barrier mirror visor absolutely and you have you have a set of keys with a little sort of sort of little like fuzzy some sort of anime mascot on it yellow with <laughs> black stripes all right and um in my current state um i want to go for a ride with this guy so I'll, I'll get on the wheel and just start seeing how fast i can push this car and go crazy drift it everything absolutely the the car costs to life uh as you begin the speed, as you're driving, uh, the man puts his arm around your shoulders. Uh, your shoulder as you cruise at a fast speed. Let's say call this dexterity plus drive. Oh, okay. I have so many. Oh, I could. I have uh, eight dice for this. I will say there is going to be a, a two dice penalty based on how high you are right now. Okay, so take two away? Absolutely, yes. Okay. Oh, that was so loud. Okay, I have two stars, and then I have um, three onks, and then two blanks. Ah, two stars, uh, three onks. Correct. For a total of 
seven successes because of the critical success. Incredible. Uh, you are able to drift, move, take him down perhaps down to Lower Wacker Drive. Oh my gosh. Go around <laughs> the labyrinthine maze of concrete pillars as you push this pretty old hunk of metal and you take it for all it's worth. Woo, yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. You really know how to move a beast like <laughs> this. I just wish it wasn't quite pungent in here, but just lower the windows and we'll be fine. Absolutely. He lowers the window, takes a, uh, takes a cigarette, lights it, takes a drag, offers it to you. Uh, not for me. I've I've had enough. Your breath can smell bad for the ride. Don't <laughs> <laughs> mind if I do. Throws it out the window as you continue driving. Alright. Um, and when we finally, like, come back, As I... you sort of start to move back, he says, I've got a flat living north. I want to... Take a leg off. Well, I don't see anything wrong with what we have here. Well, let this be our palace then, love. As you find somewhere discreet to park and begin to hot and heavy uh, get into it. Uh, as this intimate moment is occurring, uh, Quinn. Uh, you sort of finally drift off the end of of the, the the wave of people moving you across and come back down to earth as you reach the ground. What do you do? I fall first. I'm pretty clumsy. Wham! Onto the. By this point, actually, it is the stone floor of the church has been ripped away, so it is thankfully not stone but it is hard, cracked earth that you've fallen into. Oof, am I hurt? Not hurt, not, just feel great, uh. but enough adrenaline is through you that sort of the immediate, it's not too painful, but it is a shock to your system. Oh my gosh. Do I like hear this like thunk? Absolutely, you definitely see someone fall on the ground. Ah. Tell people around me this. I I'm not surprised. I just fell. Oh my gosh, are okay. you okay? No, oh no, God, I'm okay? I'm fine. I'm so fine. I this ha it happens all the time. It I actually I got fired from a job for falling too much. <laughs> oh, oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, not this past one. I don't want to think about that though. We're not gonna think about that. After having checking that you're okay, they kind of. You need to drift, and you, and you see that they've gotten to their feet and are, are none too injured. They uh, definitely look like someone gave them drugs. So uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna kind of like wander over there, and I'm like I'm looking for some sort of lead to try to find this person that I'm looking for that I didn't get a face, I didn't get any details other than I was supposed to meet them, and I thought it was just gonna be me meeting them. Quinn, you notice this filthy man? I look about thirty-two. Rust in rags. <laughs> Approaching you. So, uh, I, I, you okay? Oh yeah, I'm. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. You uh, took a pretty nasty tumble there. 
Yes. So, uh, you're on drugs, right? What are you, who are you to ask me that? I, uh, my, I, uh, my name is Leonardo, but you should call me Whoa. LJ. Oh, LJ. LJ, Got it. yeah. Got it. Everyone calls me LJ. Got it. I'm, I'm looking for a friend here, and I, I was hoping, you know, he... He deals. Oh, got it, got it. So I, I was yeah. just looking for maybe if you can kind of point me in the direction of whoever gave you though. I did not buy this. Oh, you was, was, oh it's your it first time. Like, it was a gift, actually, I think. The first one's always a gift. Do I see that? Make a wits awareness roll. One onk, two blanks. Ooh, one success. Based in the crowd here, it's look around, no sign of the person that hooked you up. Yeah, no, no, I don't see him. Thanks. I don't see him. To be fair, it's pretty dark in here. I, I appreciate that. Have, have a good night and don't fall down like that. You're going to bust your fucking shit open here. Oh, it's happened before. Right. When I was a kid. Same. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. That's how I got this big fucking scar. Whoa. Yeah. What'd you fall on? My dad's belt. Whew. It's, wow. It's, it's nice meeting you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's wow. No, it's, it's okay. I, Usually I would be like more, I don't, something's... No, no, it's, it's okay. Don't, don't worry. For, forget about me. Right. It's uh, nice I, meeting you. I haven't cut your name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quinn. Quinn. Sorry, Quinn. yes, Quinn. It's, it's nice meeting you, Quinn. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna back away into the, the darkness, and I'm just gonna, with every fiber of my being, like, I'm gonna say, forget about me. <laughs> it's all right. Bye. I, uh, and I'm gonna look for a symbol. Look for any sort of gang-related symbol, something that would give it away that there's a person here hidden in plain sight. Because, you know, as much bullshit as they done, something this big is is not a mistake. They knew that this was going to be here tonight. They had to have. Make a wits investigation. Mm -hmm. That's onk, onk. Two onks. Two onks. Two onks. There's a lot of graffiti in here. You... There is some various kinds of different uh, names, uh, different sort of more artistic symbols. I will say with that role, you catch a sign of a familiar symbol that is affiliated with what you're looking for. You see a, a six-pointed star with pitchforks across it. That you recognize as the gangster disciples. Going to walk over there, post up on the wall. As you walk over, look in the ground near that. You see flecks of red. Fuck. You Shit. see fuck. a trail of red. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Fucking have my neck if I don't figure out what the fuck happened here. I'm gonna follow the trail. 
Follow the trail. Moves through the church, away from the crowd. Off a blind corner. There's a pit. Almost an excavation, if you will, as part of the construction. Mm -hmm. You look down in that pit. You see a body. Fuck. My fucking luck. They're gonna fucking kill me before sunrise. I fucking know it. I fucking know what this is. If they find his body, if they don't hear from him, it's my fucking head they'll have. I'm, I'm the guy he was supposed to meet. Shit. I'll call Jacob. I'll let him know. I'll call him. I'll let him know. He'll believe me. He'll, he'll vouch for me. And I'm standing on like the edge of that pit, just like looking in, and I pull out the little burner phone I have with like my 30 minutes of time left, and I uh, dial the uh, one of the two numbers I have on my phone, mm -hmm. and I ring for Jacob. An automated straight to voicemail message greets you. J Jacob, it's me, LJ. I went to the spot where I was supposed to meet your guy, and he. It's a fucking party here, big ass rave. I'm talking like almost a fucking hundred people, if not that. The guy's fucking dead. Someone whacked him. All I could find was a blood trail, and fuckers didn't even didn't even bother bury his body. They left him in this pit. I guess they're hoping it's gonna be filled by tomorrow morning. Please, Jacob, you gotta you gotta you gotta believe me. This wasn't me. I fucking found this guy. I don't have the drugs anymore, but we can, we can make the drugs. We can, I, can, I can make the drugs. I can make more than enough. I can make double what I promised you in half the time. I promise. Someone stole my shit. Someone killed this guy. Maybe, maybe it's linked. Maybe someone knows. Maybe you got a snitch on your side. Maybe you have a mole. Just call back. Call back. I need, I need you to call back. I need you to tell me that it's going to be okay before sunrise. Please. Please just don't, just don't, just don't have them coming after me. As your message comes to a close, there's an announcement that goes over the music on a yeah, passable mic system. As you hear, all right, 10 seconds to midnight, nine, eight, Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. There's cheers, there's shouts, there's hoots, there's hollers. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, we made it. Yes. <laughs> you enter the next year uh, looking at a corpse in a pit. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Hey, that would have to be like a composure. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <laughs> or that yes, you, you reach <laughs> a willpower? You enter into your moment of bliss <laughs> as the clock strikes 12. And as it hits 12, what is what is going through Quinn's mind right now? Oh my gosh. Everything's <laughs> so good. Like like we're here. We're all at, this family. This is a family in this church tonight. 
Uh, we're all entering the year together, and it's fine. I feel like more optimistic than I have in my whole life. I can say that with certainty. This moment of certainty happens. Time passes. And we shift back to individuals in various states of undress uh, within an old beater SUV uh, as the the unnamed individual uh, whispers in your ear afterwards I like your fire love now that I get a good look at him is he actually attractive or was it just the drugs very attractive okay okay <clears throat> uh, you're quite all right yourself. As you say that, you notice that despite the as the drugs wear off, there is another thing that you notice. You don't know if you noticed it before, that he has very pronounced canines. And he says to you, Are you ready? Go down the rabbit hole with me, love. Um, that's quite sharp teeth you have. He leans over, sort of strokes your cheek, whispers into your ear. Better to eat you with my dear, and bites in your neck. <laughs> there is euphoria as the fangs pierce your neck and you feel better than the sex, better than the drugs. No, this is, this is on a whole nother level from anything you've ever experienced in terms of just pure bliss. You can feel your lifeblood leaving you. You can feel head growing fainter. You can see that your vision is starting to cloud over and blacken at the edges but you don't care you feel good what did you do as the last of the blood leaves your body you can you're conscious enough to hear him whisper to you i'm giving you the night as something is pressed cold wrist is pressed against your mouth, and you instinctively drink, drink something cold, but delicious. Hint of iron, but it's almost as good as the bite on your neck, but it is, it is life itself that goes down into your cold body. And you feel an explosion of hunger within you. Hunger like you have never known in all of your life. You drew greedily gulp down this, perhaps in some point, some corner of your mind, you register this as blood that you're drinking. You don't care. It's so good. New Year's on the night, the first pre-dawn hours of New Year's Day, you drink your first sips of blood as a vampire. 
This... this is amazing. Where can I get more? Eventually, he withdraws his wrist from your mouth and licks it. You have, currently have two hunger. You feel the dangerous edge is taken off, but you're still hungry. Oh As he says to you, we have a few hours before dawn. Plenty of time for the two of us to grab a bite. So, we... we kill them? Not unless they've been very, very bad. Alright, well... Or you're in a very bad mood. I saw some stumbling people back there that no one might miss if they're gone. Let's see if we can practice a little bit of temperance first. I know it can be tempting, but... You have all of eternity to drink all you wish, so long as you do not lose it all by draining them too quick. Well, I, I need to do it now. Let's go, baby. Let's get something to drink. All right, I'll, I'll follow his lead. Absolutely, and as you go cruising for another meal, time passes. Quinn, as the drugs wear off and the party continues, but unlike a lot of the individuals here, they're not coming off of a full day's shift at Chetebo. And you're feeling the, the day's exhaustion. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. I mean... Uh, I think I want to go home. Can I go home? You stumble out of the church. The music's still pumping in the distance behind you as you scramble under the disarrayed fencing. And you see engine running in front of you is a white limousine. Whoa. <laughs> it looks like a limousine that I would have seen in front of Shaytab. <laughs> the door opens, revealing a black cushioned interior. As you lock eyes with the individual within who leans out towards you. And they say, Come on in, darling. And you feel yourself moving without, without necessarily commanding your body to move. You feel yourself moving as you enter this limousine. This person looks like kind of familiar. Do I remember them? Let's call it investigation. As you regard this person, it's a person of East Asian heritage with the physique of a model. They're expressing themselves kind of androgynously with 
a glossy red double-breasted jacket with a boldly high collar. They have scarlet eyeshadow and just sort of glossy lip gloss on their lips. Two blanks, two onks. It's a total of two successes. They're they're pretty. You're you're pretty sure they're very striking. You think you've like bumped into them somewhere, walking around. It's they're they're striking enough that you remember them. I appreciate good style, and I feel like this is a style I've seen before. Yeah, you have. Hmm. Be a dear. Close the door, won't you, darling? I close that door. I definitely close that door. Without command from anyone in the rear passenger seat, the driver steps in the gas as the limousine rumbles off somewhere. Just starts to drive. As the individual says, I'm so glad to officially make your acquaintance. My name is Bijou. Mm, what a name. I mean, I like your name. I like that name. I Sorry. Like that name. I smile at you. I smile back. But it kind of comes out more as like a grimace. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> and what might I have the pleasure of calling you? Quinn. I'm Quinn. Pierce. Quinn P- Pierce. Quinn Pierce. Charmed. Hmm. Not charmed. Let's <laughs> drive. They settle down into the, the seats. It's very comfortable in here. It's nice you're able to sort of lean back a bit and sort of just go with the flow for this moment. It's almost like almost like you're crowd surfing again. Yeah, that was a cool feeling. As they say to you, Quinn, I must confess something to you. Please don't hate me. Uh, On principle, I don't really hate people. Like, I can intensely dislike them. But you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think that's just a lovely outlook. Except there's one person. Um, Ooh. Well, he was the this sous chef at my last job. Um, we don't have to get into David Minuet. We don't got. We don't have to talk about him. The nod. Well. All right then. I must admit to you that. I've looked you up. Whoop. You see, there is a position, a, a career that I desperately need to be filled. And darling, your drive, your passion, your meticulous attention to detail. I just thought you'd be perfect for the job. Whoa. (laughs) 
Well, um, wow. Where did you see all... Wait a minute. Is this... This... Is this about cooking? It's about a whole new world, darling. I mean, I... T wow. You know, I had this thought, like, earlier. I was like, maybe something, like, good will come from going to that abandoned church. And, like, what? Am I, like... Wow. <laughs> maybe I'm, like, a psychic. <laughs> Um, sorry, continue. Yeah, continue. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Don't worry, darling. Tonight is your night. Take all the time you need to soak it in. Thanks. It's been a really, you know, it's been a, a, a bad, it was a bad night. This morning's been great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I want to hear more. Tell me more. Absolutely. The car momentarily stops at a traffic light. There is another world that exists beside the one you know. A world of predators that stalk in the night. You, I'm sure, have heard the word vampire. <laughs> we prefer to call ourselves kindred. Do I believe her? I mean, like, not believe her. That's not the right question. Sure. What? Do I? Am I, like, going along with this? I'll say. You said we. You said we call ourselves? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, the wolf is nothing without its pack, and so too is the beasts of the wild organize beasts of the cities, congregate in the greatest conspiracy the world has ever known, the Camarilla, a society of immortal predators. Aha! Uh -huh. Right. Okay. Um, and you're in this society? Benad, I am. And I would like to extend an invitation to you. Um, I'm not really like an actor. I, I don't really want to join your show. I'm sorry. Sorry. They're very nonplussed. And they say, well, I suppose there is a little show involved, a little bit of acting see the most important rule of kindred society of the Camarilla is the first tradition the masquerade the principle we must never ever reveal ourselves and the existence of 
supernatural world to mortals. The safety of everyone involved. And <laughs> this bit of theater is the reason why until this very moment, you had no idea we existed. As they say that, they smile at you and fangs extend from the mouth before your very eyes. What? Is it happening right now? Can I um, leave the car? Are we still stopped? I don't know. Can I leave the car? Um, okay. Why? I'm, I'm getting nervous a little bit. Um. Why are you telling me? Why? You said you don't tell anyone. Why are you telling me? don't tell the mortals, darling. And I am hoping that you will exit the strata of the kind and enter the ranks of the kindred this evening. Oof. You see, I've been permission, well, almost a, uh, a congregation of various boons owed to others and owed to myself have resulted in, well, a series of events that we need not go into too much detail on. Suffice to say, tonight I'm going to create a childer, a fledgling a new kindred, a new vampire. And I want that childer to be you, Quinn Pierce. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> what? Well, um, huh, that's a lot to take in. Um, And I get a choice? And I do. Well, I knew, I said, new year, new Quinn. Yeah. 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 I'll probably wake up. This is probably some crazy dream right right no don't answer that yeah let's what do what do i do relax darling this will be over soon but enjoy it while it lasts and reach over to your neck and sink their fangs in Oh my gosh. Feel euphoric, <laughs> static. On top of the world, you feel the most pleasure you've ever felt in your life as you are murdered. And then drink the vitae, the blood of a kindred, as you are embraced and reborn as a vampire. The scene shifts back to the church, 
back to the crestfallen LJ. Are you still going strong? No one seems to have found the body. All right. Just gotta check it out, see maybe maybe if there's something on there. Sure. Dive into the hole? I'm gonna start descending into that abyss. And as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm pulling out my phone and I'm dialing that other number. I'm dialing Stella. I don't know how much time I have, but I know that she, she can't... She can't just know that I disappeared. I have to tell her something. Stumble down the earthen walls of this pit. Get your phone out. It rings. It rings. Come on, answer, please. Just answer. It rings. Come on, Stella. Come on, come on. Hey, this is Stella. Uh, leave a message or whatever. I'll try to get back to you. <laughs> hey, Stella. How's my little star doing? It's your big brother. I probably don't recognize this number, but it's me, LJ. Leo. Just, just want to let you know that I love you. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to try to make my life a lot better, okay? I'm going to make it a lot better. I'm going to make you proud of your older brother. Don't tell mom and dad anything about this, but... Just know that I care about you, all right? If you don't hear from me for a long time, don't go searching. Don't go searching. Just, I'll find you. I'll always find you. At this point, you notice the bullet wound in the man's forehead in the pit. I gotta go now. I'm gonna close my phone. Fuck. I fucking shot him. Oh, fuck. This must have been fucking set up. They... <laughs> they couldn't have just shot him. They, they had to have shot him. They had to be waiting for me. I, fuck, I walked right into this fucking trap. Fuck. I'm gonna search his body. He's gotta have something on him. He's gotta have something. Something. He's got gum. He's got a pack of smokes. He's got a wallet. Fuck. Take the wallet. And on the little shitty, like, you know, like, 8-bit camera I have on my uh, my flip phone, my flip burner phone. I'm going to try to take some sort of picture. I'm going to turn it on the flash. I'm going to try to take a picture of his body. Something, just something. Flash in the dark. It's preserved in very ugly pixelated photo on his burner. Fuck, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I can tell anyone. I gotta get out. I gotta, I gotta get back to my RV. I can drive around. I can figure something out. I'm gonna just kind of tighten everything up, throw my hood on, cover my face, and I'm gonna start, start making my way back out of this pit, back out of the darkness. You leave the pit. You leave the darkness. Enter for a moment into the light of the rave, of the trance music, and then exit once more into the darkness, the cold, bleak winter of Chicago. As you return the winding streets to where your RV is parked, thankfully not towed or ticketed in an RV repair shop. If only you could be here, buddy. If only it was me and not you. Fuck. Maybe you'd have turned your life around by now. I step into my RV. 
I'm going to go to start the engine. I'm going to drive off. Give us some time, Helge. <laughs> Jacob is going to reach back out. He's got to he's got to reach back out, right? Step inside the RV, close it. Go, go to start the engine. You feel almost like passing through a cold spot. You just feel it just suddenly gets it's really cold. It's winter, but suddenly gets even more like a sharp a sharp coldness like knives piercing your skin for a moment and then it's gone you know fumble through keys fuck shit shit fuck 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 I'm gonna start the engine good evening Mr. Jacobs who are you behind you and you see the back of the RV is a blacker darkness and the rest of you a formless blackness at your eyes the lights of the RV can't penetrate from this blackness emerges an elderly Hispanic man with wispy white hair receding into a widow's peak wearing a Catholic priest's black cassock and white collar. So, this is how it's gonna fucking go? Killed that guy, and now you're coming here to finish the job? My name is Father Mendoza. I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. Father? Yes, I am a man of the cloth. Or... Perhaps it is more accurate to say, I was a man of the cloth. Fuck it, it must be these drugs wearing off. None of this is making sense. And you are Leonardo Jacobs. How? How do you know me? How? Your father is Luis Jacobs. Your mother is Maria Jacobs. And your sister... Don't say her name. Is Stella Jacobs. You are a small-time meth cook based in Gary, Indiana. You came here tonight to sell your product to a member of the Gangster Disciples. However, last night, I stole your product from your RV. And tonight, I killed the man you were supposed to meet. Why? 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 Why me? Are you frightened, child? I've been afraid my whole life. What changes now? He's a very... The whole time you speak with him, very sort of... Almost like a face carved from stone. There's not much change as he says these things. You notice as you get as he gets closer to you that his his complexion is is ashen, and you you feel an instinctive even beyond the things he's saying an instinctive wrongness with this doesn't feel like a man even feels like a thing a monster. Father, who are you? Who are you really? Why do you want me 
puts his hand behind his back and withdraws nine millimeter pistol. He holds out to you. This is the gun that I used to kill your contact. Looks you in the eyes. Take it. What? And your hand moves of its own volition as he presses it in your hand, your hand on the trigger. And now your prints are on the gun used to murder a man. You... Why? Why are you, why are you doing this? The important question, Mr. Jacobs, is what will you do now? You're the only one who knows. I'm going to try to shoot that gun into him, right into his fucking gut. There is a loud burst of gunfire as you shoot and shoot and shoot. Until the chamber's empty. Until the chamber's empty. There he stands. Impassive. Unmoved. And just nods at you. What the fuck are you? <laughs> you should be fucking dead. You should be on the ground. I am dead, Mr. Jacobs. But, well, shall we say, if you have ever wondered if there is an afterlife, let that uncertainty be dispelled. I am a Kenite. Some may say a kindred. You will doubtless know the word. Vampire. <laughs> of clan La Sombra. Sombra. And you, Leonardo Jacobs, have passed. Passed what? <laughs> Where do I get? Fucking prize. You have passed my test. Doesn't make sense. You have shown yourself to be worthy of the embrace. Worthy. There are some clans that either choose carefully their child or based on noble pedigree or capriciously out of fleeting moments of emotion. Clan La Sombra is not one of these. We only Embrace the strong, those who are fighters, those with the ruthlessness required to triumph. Motions to the bullet holes in his body that's not leaking blood. Ruthlessness you have demonstrated, you possess. You're saying, I'm going to get to be a part of this? Like you? Strong? He nods. Strong. Like me. I'll take it. Good. Bangs descend from his lips, and he lunges at you. No grace, no gentleness, the brutality of a predator that nonetheless feels blissful as he bites in your neck. The moment of terror is washed away. The moment of fear washed away. The uncertainty washed away by bliss as the life drains out of you as LJ is murdered by this kindred. 
and as a cold, ashen wrist is pressed in his mouth, as LJ drinks of the blood of Cain. I grab both his hands. Just, just grab it. Just drink as much as I can. He drinks, and as he drinks, the corpse that was LJ is embraced. And a new vampire walks the night in Chicago. And that is where we shall pause our chronicle for tonight. Vampire the Masquerade is the property of Paradox Interactive. This podcast uses audio from pixabay.com. LJ the Lasombra was played by Don McCormick. Amelie the Ventru was played by Dina Marie. Quinn the Malkavian was played by Alex Haltman. The storyteller of this chronicle was Adam Sabbath. Follow True Dice on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for more stories to come. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at True Dice Podcast for fun updates and check out our Kofi to support the show and access exclusive content. Thanks for listening.